Welcome, everybody. I'm going to do my best Dave LaGreca impression. Oh, let me try again. Ooh, welcome. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, everybody. It is Derek here from the Dark Side of Music podcast, starting something fresh and new with my buddy, the infamous opinionist, Jade, going off on a new show. Him and I busting our nuts here on freaking wrestling and Having a little bit of fun, so welcome everybody to the debut, the pilot episode of the Super Kick Party. What is going Super on? Super Kick Party! You know, might as well, you know, the Young Bucks haven't done anything lately, so I might as well just use their, yeah. fra- their terminology. Let's just take to, it, yeah. Take that's it. our trademark now. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. been sitting at what home. What are they going to do, Hunter's the locker room? Exactly. They've just been yeah. sitting at home doing nothing anyway, so might as well just, you know, get something, get some type of use out of them. Yeah. So what's going on, man? How are you? Did you enjoy this week of shows? Have you been enjoying the you know things? I've been you know I've been following you on TikTok for a long time, and that's why I reached out about the yeah. show. But um, you know, you and I have a lot of you know opinions about things that are similar, and we're definitely going to get mm-hmm. into this. But we have definitely differing opinions as well. So you right. know, so how how did you enjoy Halloween Havoc? I know you you know you couldn't watch it because of Booker T, but uh, <laughs> did you ever yeah did you ever get a chance to run to watch it or what's going on? Uh I did. Uh, Listen, overall and in general, let me just say this first. Obviously, there's a a huge upswing in quality of content since Triple H took over Gorilla from Vince McMahon. Um, I agree. I I think we all knew that would happen. And again, a lot of people are focusing on the returns. It's not even just the returns for me, even though there there are a lot of people that didn't deserve to go out of the company the way that they did uh, that are now coming back. And that's obviously good for them. There are things I like, things I dislike, but overall, the quality of content from WWE since Triple H took over has just been like an, an 85% increase from where it was as far as enjoyment. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now, for sure. It definitely is, because um, one of the things that I disliked, aside from a bunch of other things, but one of the things that I disliked about the McMahon era, especially not so much in the 90s, it's more of a recent thing. And it was like really, it kind of started with Cena, the whole Super Cena thing, and the whole you know if you're a champion, you know you can you have super sub you know superpowers, and you can never lose unless it's you know it, it was just weird for a long time, and uh, mm-hmm. you know he he kind of fell into that. He Triple H has never really been that type of Booker, but he kind of fell into that with. Um, with Bianca um, at Extreme Rules, when he, you know, she, she had overcame the odds and did everything she possibly could, and you know that uh, giant, you know, that double, uh, t- uh, you know, ugh, I can't kiss of death, and then uh, you yeah. know, all the stuff that she does, you know, is kind of you know been that way. But outside of that, it hasn't really been any super super champions you know even roman reigns has kind yeah. of dumbed it down you know he, he had to have he he would have lost to drew in england but he had solo mm-hmm. you know and i'm kind of curious to see what happens next week with uh, logan but that was one of the things that really kind of bugged me about um 
Vince and now with Triple H, we're not we don't have that so much anymore. I mean, especially with right. what happened with Bobby Lashley a couple weeks ago with uh, with Seth, um, yeah, and even with uh, with Gunther. You know, he's he's just a massive beast of a man, and he doesn't need his uh, he doesn't need Imperium. So I'm kind of liking yeah. that change of booking alone, and I'm I'm hoping yeah. it stays that way. So, but it's been definitely definitely a much better product. And here, here's the thing about the uh, the super champion uh, quirk, right? Because you brought that up. The the super champion quirk is not in itself a bad thing. Wrestling has had super champions for the entire time wrestling has been around. Guys used to hold world titles um, in wrestling for two and three years, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno San Martino held the WWE title for like 57 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. So super champions in and of themselves are not a bad thing. Where Vince McMahon went wrong was he listen credit to Vince McMahon for what him and his dad and his family did for the wrestling industry and far be it for me to question what Vince McMahon does and does not know about wrestling but where Vince McMahon seemed to have gotten off track over the years is he would make this decision on this is the guy this is who I want this is our champion and he would dig his heels in and no matter what He was going to keep booking that guy the way he thought he needed to be booked. John Cena suffered from that. Roman Reigns suffered from that. Um, Numerous guys over the years have suffered from that, where Steve Austin at one point suffered from that. Even The Rock wasn't immune to it. Um, it, Vince McMahon, if he wanted to push you as a babyface, it didn't matter what the crowd said, you were going to be the babyface. So then you had this weird dichotomy of Roman Reigns out there doing babyface shit and doing these big comebacks while the crowd is just drowning him in booze. So super champions are not inherently bad. Where it gets bad is once the crowd turns on it, it's time to make a change. And right now, every time Bianca Belair comes out, she's still getting monstrous pops. Every time Roman Reigns comes out, he's getting legitimate wrestling in character heel booze. It's not go away heat like, you see with other guys yeah so as long as that heat is still on the champion ride it that i mean but the second that the crowd turns on bianca which they eventually will as much as i love bianca that's just the way crowds work or eventually when roman's act gets stale and people start booing out of desperation and not in character then you need to end it but until the crowd turns on it i say ride it and go for it yeah, and I don't think um, Roman's is going to get stale anytime soon, not with the addition of Sammy Uso over there. Man, um, they keep keeping that fresh. Every time I think it's going to start getting old, they add something to make it fresh. And now, it's- I'll tell you what, last night when, you know, because it's been building, it's been building, it's been really nice to watch. Um, but right. then when Jay said, I don't give a shit what he says. I'm like, oh. I love that. Climax. Oh, my God. I love it. It was so. And Roman just kind of was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, yeah. It was so that is, perfect. That is the peak of wrestling storytelling where for the past month you've been waiting for. You could see it in Jay's eyes that he was going to say something. He's just been biting his tongue. And then just that sudden, I don't give a damn what the tribal chiefs. And you could tell, again, go, wrestling is all about the crowds. You could tell the way the crowd reacted to that, how effective it was. It was. It was like, oh! <laughs> like, you done fucked up. It was It epic. was so good. It was yeah. epic. And um, so I'm really kind of curious to see where this all goes. Um, 
it really kind of curious with that. Um, but, you know, going back to Bianca, okay? So here's where we have differing opinions. I do not like Bianca Belair. And it has nothing, maybe it's her personality, her real life personality, you know, intersecting with her character. But I just, I cannot stand her. I don't like the way she talks on the mic. I don't like I, her, her athletic ability and her written work is pretty darn good. I think it can get better still, but I think it's pretty darn good. It, it's just her character that I'm not a big fan of. And let me tell you why. So let's look back to last year. At WrestleMania. Her versus Becky. She's literally locked. You know. In a. Um, in a disarmor. And she's smiling. Not her versus Bucky. I'm sorry. Her versus Sasha. Um, right. Yeah. So she's literally locked. In, you know. In Sasha's move. And. Um, she's smiling. The entire time. Like, I still can't believe I'm here, which is cool. You know, Tampa, all that stuff that happened last year was, you know, after the pandemic, yada, yada, yada. Her versus Sasha was supposed to be this amazing thing. And it was a pretty darn good match. But she couldn't wipe the damn smile off her face the entire time. And while I get it was exciting, I get it was her big, you know, wrestling moment, I get all that. There's a certain element of your character shining through. For example... Bailey, that was Bailey's character. You know what I'm saying? Well, she was in NXT, and even when she first moved over to the main roster with her, you know, her inflatable arm guys, she was always smiling. She was always that happy-go-lucky. And even when she was in the ring getting hurt, she sold it properly. And I never thought, you know, even to this day, Bianca sells it properly. And then on top of that, there was a few. It was a couple weeks ago. It was them. You know, it was before Asuka and, um, and Alexa. Alexa, thank you, um, got hurt. Yeah. But they were chasing, you know, damage control out of the ring. And I don't know if you saw this, but mm. Bianca had her arms up in the air like this, and she was running on her tippy toes. And I was like, what the hell was that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you remember that scene? Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember. And she was kind of like hopping and skipping around with her arms in the air like this. And I was like, what is that? You know, yeah. okay, I get it. You're a female in high heels. You can't run. Kick your high heels off and run. The other two girls were running just fine. You know, and I, so it's like these little personality quirks within her character. Or maybe, again, it's just her real life personality and can't figure out where the line is that just bug me about her. And I just can't. I can't stand to watch it. It's like it's like your version. My that's ver- my version of Booker T. Yeah, yeah. To to each their own. Listen, I, I in general, obviously, this is a um, this this is a hot button issue with me on on TikTok and my TikTok channel. Um, and and I've been around for almost two years. I've got almost fifty thousand followers. So you think people would just know me at this point? Yeah, but. I, I very often people think that I either block people or attack people for having a different opinion. I've never once done that. No, you haven't. Um, I have a very long block list, admittedly, but everyone on that block list has done something to garner it. Rather, that was making a comment that was uh, racist, homosexual, trans. 
transphobic, just stuff that doesn't fly in my comment section. Or they disagree, but at the same time decided to make a comment about my looks or about my personality. And I just don't have time for that either. So all of that pushing aside, I don't have a problem at its base level with you not liking the Bianca Belair character because to each their own. Yeah. All I ask of people who tell me they don't like Bianca Belair's character is to just be consistent. Yes. Like what bugs me is that you, you made the point about Bianca Belair was was unable to keep from smiling at WrestleMania, which granted you said you understood it was a big moment and, and it was a history making main event to black women in the main event of WrestleMania for the first time ever uh, coming back from COVID first live crowd in two years, all that stuff combined. It would be hard for anyone to keep from smiling. Correct. But I see a lot of people who, who talk like that about, and, and you haven't done this yet. Not, not pointing this towards you, but I've seen people who have said that on TikTok have pointed that out. Like why is Bianca Belair smiling? But then post a video last night saying, oh, look, Sammy made Roman and Jay break character. How funny is that? That's hilarious. You got to be consistent about it. Because Jay is standing there possibly be under threat of being killed by Roman Reigns in storyline, right? Mm -hmm. And he's got his face hidden in his hands because he's laughing so hard. So, again, that's not directed at you because you didn't say that. But I have seen it over the past 24 hours. And then, again, Bianca Belair, this is just another example, running and kicking and, and all that stuff when she runs. But The Rock did a lot of stuff in the ring that was wholly unnecessary too, right? Like he dropped an elbow and he flung his leg all around and spun his arm in a circle. And I always um, thought that so, was too much. <laughs> yeah, so a, a lot of it is just wrestling though. And, and a lot of it is just – the a lot of the best wrestlers of all time have done a little bit too much. Yes. And, they, and they, they just do that to stick out and to stand out. Um, and here's my last point with Bianca, because I don't want to spend the whole time we have on this. But again, with Bianca Belair specifically, I don't have a problem if that's not your thing. That's that's fine. As long as you can, as long as I can understand that that she maybe she's not your cup of tea, I would also ask that you understand how important a character like Bianca is to people who look like her. Oh my God, like absolutely. Her, right? Right. So, so as, me, as long as, yeah. So let me go ahead and say this. Um, yeah. Before, so before I got into podcasting um, and before I became a web designer, I used to, for shit, nearly 20 years, I was a manager for retail. Okay. Um, I worked in there. Two big box retailers. Okay. So I was a store manager yep. for a big blue brand. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. Mm -hmm. And then I was a big, I was a store manager for a regional brand here in the, um, the mid Atlantic. Um, when I was working for the big blue brand, um, I remember, <sighs> shit, was it 2000? 12, 2013, somewhere around there. And yeah. I remember we were doing a toy changeover. And um, we had gotten a lot of mixed race dolls, okay? It was, you know, right. lots of black, a lot of, you know, this or that. And, um, and a white family came in and, you know, this girl was like, uh, she wanted a doll. She didn't care what the doll looked like. Doll, kid was like three or four years old. Didn't care. White girl. Right. She grabbed the black doll. Mom had a fit. Uh huh. But then, gross. within five minutes, I watched this all go down. Within a five minute period, this little girl, about the same age, 
grabbed that same black doll and said, Mommy, it looks just like me. I want it. And the mom was like, hell yeah, let's get it. So I 100% get that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I am in no which way, shape, or form judgmental on character based off of race or sure. no. Sure. So, yeah, I, I don't absolutely not. So, yeah. um, if that was the way it was coming off, please, you know, don't nope. know. Okay. Nope. And, and let, let me go ahead and specify right now that comment was not, um, based off of anything that you said. That's just a general point that if I am going to be understanding of anybody, yeah, it, you or anybody, um, saying that Bianca Blair is not your cup of tea. I'm okay with that as long as you can have that opinion, but also understand how important she is. Characters like like her, like she and and Oscar and Bobby Lashley and oh, um, are to to a, to a certain demographic. Um, yes, and, and as long as we have that understanding, oh, yeah. you can say whatever you want about Bianca Belair, and I'm going to understand as long as oh. we have that base understanding of and and again one more time. That, that comment was not triggered by anything you said or a feeling I got from you at all. Okay. Just my general general statement about where I stand with Bianca. Okay. So. I, I just want to make sure we're on the same page because that definitely was... I don't know. We're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think Sasha's one of the most beautiful women on the fucking planet right now. And I can say that because my uh, girlfriend... How do you I, not? Oh, my God. Yeah, how do you not? <laughs> but anyway, I digress. And I can only say that because my, uh, my wife, fiance, girlfriend is not here. So... <laughs> Yeah. She's not listening. Otherwise, her four foot eleven ass would come running down those stairs right now and get me right now. <laughs> four foot eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. You know, I'm six foot. She's four eleven. It's, it's but she'll whoop my ass. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, hot button issue from this week that um, I want. I do want to get into. I know we're saying we're going to kind of you know feel each other out this week and just kind of have some fun with it. Right, right. But there is a hot button issue that came out this week and I saw you posted about it and I saw a bunch of other people posted about it was Ava rain. Yep. Everyone is like, well, either they're on one or two sides and it's very 50, 50 split down the middle. Why didn't they debut her um, on uh, raw or SmackDown or why didn't they put her with, you know, the, the bloodline? Why didn't they do something with her? Not on the main roster. When they do something with her on the main roster, she's Rock's daughter. She deserves that, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, they did that with The Rock. Well, two things. Number one, they didn't have OVW. They didn't have FCW. They didn't have, you know, uh, what was it? The one in uh, Georgia called at one point. Um, Deep South. They didn't have Deep South. They didn't have Rock, NXT back yeah. then. When Rock did it, they sent people to Dory Funk Jr., who, would, by the way, um, trained me when I when I worked. Um, yeah, they sent yeah. people to Dory Funk Jr. And that was pretty much it. Or they sent people to, you know, <laughs> WXW. I mean, uh, you know, the Samoans and they said, figure right. it out. And then they're done. I mean, and you had to get TV time. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. OK. Yeah. And again, you pointed out, look at what, what's going on with Dominic Mysterio. We won't even go there. But this is a good opportunity. And I even like what mm -hmm. she said. I am here to show that I don't have to follow any preconceived notions you have about me or what I should be. Exactly. Yep. So, okay. They've already told you why they're doing this and you have to complain about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. And, and by the way, the video that all of us, we, we call ourselves wrestling TikTokers, the video that all of us are stitching, the more I think about it, the more I think we got baited. Cause this girl, you know, it's a verified creator, but 
she she maybe she's maybe like made like five wrestling videos. I think she she says stuff just to get attention. But yeah, um, in, but in, brought, in any case, it, it's a big conversation. It, it did spark a big conversation, and it, she's definitely not the only one with that feeling. So here's the thing: is that NXT is the norm, right? NXT is the norm, and very few people get exceptions. AJ Styles got an exception because he's fucking AJ Styles. Yep. Right. Um, Dominant got an exception because Rey Mysterio is active and wanted to be in a tag team with his son. Now, again, to me, that's not a good enough reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and, and I think Domino's, I think uh, Dominic's early career has suffered because of it. Yeah. Um, so, but, but here, here's the thing with Ava Rain too. So again, in Triple H's mind, it was never a question about whether or not she was going to go through NXT. That's a given. Maybe maybe Vince McMahon would have rushed her up. Maybe. And named her Rockina Johnson. Maybe <laughs> Vince McMahon would have done that. Um, Pebble. You laugh, but you know it's true. I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, her name would have been Pebble. <laughs> her name would have been yeah. Pebble, and yeah. that's the end of it. Pebble Johnson. Yep. And she would have been out there wrestling. Um, but Triple H, in Triple H's mind, you start in NXT unless you're a big, super brand name. And she's not. She's not a brand name. Her she's dad's not. a brand name. Yeah. And then as far as where she started, listen, Triple H has this group called The Schism, right? And he's got this guy in here named Joe Gacy that they've been super high on since NXT 2.0 started. Yep. And this tag team that used to be a super successful tag team that they don't want to drop. Um, so what do you do with them? Because they're not getting over. The Schism is not getting over. Nobody cares about The Schism. They tried to do an angle with Braun Breaker. But no one cares about The Schism. Um so what do you do to spice things up? You throw the Rock's daughter in there. That's how you do it. And you show that in character, oh my God, Joe Gacy just got to the daughter of one of the most charismatic charismatic wrestlers in history. And if Joe Gacy can do that, what else can he do? So now you've got different layers to this story that are being told. Um, you've got this, this fresh start for the schism. Um, and, and now Joe Gacy is showing, look, it's not just these this tag team that was failing for a few for a few weeks that came looking for guidance. I can go get anybody I wanted and I've got the Rot's daughter. What are you going to do to stop me? Um, so it helps everybody. Ava rain is right where she needs to be. She's she going to grow. She's going to learn. She's going to develop the schism now looks like more of a threat by having her in the group. And now guess what I'm going to do next week, even though I hate Booker T I'm going to watch NXT because I want to yeah. see what Ava rain does next. So it, it, it helps on three levels. And I, I just think it was perfectly done. So I do too. And you said something about schism, and I think you're 100% correct. So here's where it comes in. I think schism is exactly what Vince McMahon wanted Bray Wyatt and the family to be. But now that Bray is back, the schism will never get over in this way. And I think Joe Dacey's dead in the water. Yeah. Um, sorry, I had to step away for a second. But yeah, you know, that's that's actually not a bad uh, point. It, that, that's really going to be up to Joe Gacy. Um, and, it, and it helps that that Bray is sort of staying on SmackDown. Like, even though the brand split, has, it's not dead because there are certain people that just don't cross over. So the brand split isn't dead. It's no. dissolved a little bit. There's a softer line there. But even though you have that soft, yeah, it's a dotted line, right? <laughs> even though you have that dotted line, Bray Wyatt seems to be sticking to his zone in SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And I think to your point, 
in in my opinion, I think that's because Triple H probably recognizes that everywhere that Bray Wyatt goes from this point forward, no one's going to care about anything else that's happening. They're just waiting for Bray Wyatt to come out. Even the people that hate Bray Wyatt are waiting for Bray Wyatt to come out because they need to see what he's saying so they can make fun of it on Instagram later. Um, so you keep Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, keep him in his lane, and then the other two shows have an opportunity to still be able. So, so Joe Gacy basically lives in a bubble. Yep. The, the schism and NXT live in a bubble where Bray Wyatt doesn't exist. You've also got that dedicated fan base because NXT doesn't move. So he's got that going for him as well. So I don't think he's dead in the water. I think because Bray Wyatt's staying in his lane and because NXT has the dedicated crowd, I think Joe Gacy still has every opportunity to save the schism. And by the way, let me just point this out. Every time I say the word schism, I throw up in my mouth. What an ugly word. Like, why would they name the group the schism? Do you even know what it means? I had to look this up. I do not, no. So Educate me. (laughs) I had to look at the other day. I can't even remember what it means, but hold on. I'm looking it up right now. It is schism. Well, first off, it's a tool song. It's a horrible tool song. But um, on top of that, <laughs> it's a split or division between strongly opposed sections or parties caused by differences in opinion or belief. So I guess thematically the word makes sense, but it's just such an ugly word. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say schism. It. I don't yeah, know. It's, anyway, it is a that's horrible, like I said, it's a horrible so- word and a horrible song by Tool. <laughs> I'll have to look up that Tool song because I, in general, I like Tool. I don't think I've heard that one though. It's the one that goes with the bass, the really funkin', you know, weird bass line at the very beginning. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's probably a song that I know, you know but it. I didn't know that was the name of yeah, it. Yeah, you know yeah. it when you, when you heard it. Yeah. By the way, I'm but not but a in tool general. <laughs> In general, like I said, uh, Ava Rain's right where she needs to be. And yep. um, I look forward to seeing what happens with the schism now. I'm just going to have to turn my TV on half volume so Booker T doesn't drive me away next week. Yeah. By the way, he said it like four or five times this week. Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing about Booker T, too. We can talk about him for a minute. <laughs> um, and I won't. If you don't know how I feel about Booker T, go to my TikTok channel. I've got an entire playlist devoted to how I feel about Booker T. Um, suffice to say, right now, one of the greatest in-ring performers in professional wrestling history. He was a really good promo guy in his time. He sucks at an announce booth. He does. That, that's my – and not only does he suck, he drives me up a wall. Um, but I did read on Facebook a, a story that was shared um, from an interview that he did, or maybe it was on his podcast. I don't remember what it was. But Booker T basically said that Sean was – during the show, Shawn Michaels is letting it happen and, and kind of not interrupting because they learned from Vince's time that – the more that you get in their ear when they're trying to call a show, the worse off they're going to be. Yep. So kudos to Triple H and Sean for learning that lesson. But secondly, Booker did say that Sean was pulling him aside after every show and giving him pointers about, you know, the the NXT has a different energy than Raw and SmackDown, so you have to be careful about some of the things that you say. Um, you have to be very careful about the way that you talk, talk about certain people. Like Booker T, one of the – one of the worst things that he said just in the first, you know, little bit of Halloween Havoc that I watched um, and then kind of tuning in here and there, he said something about how he trained Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade was jealous and that's why they were feuding. Like, shut up, Booker T. 
Like you don't don't come on the announce booth and make this story about you. What a stupid thing you just said. Now he's half right. I mean, like, Cora Jade is definitely was definitely jealous of Roxy or Roxanne uh, Perez. Right. Excuse me. But right. that and he, had and to he do with did it. train yeah. Roxanne Perez. But the two things have nothing to do with each other. No, they don't. absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, but you know, and that was and that's one of the things that does bother me about Booker T. I like I, yeah. See now I have I told you in text last night that I have four kids, all girls. So I have this a very amazing ability to tune things out. So I can watch NXT and not really be bothered by um, by uh, Booker T. But one of the things that does bother me when I actually do pay attention to him is like he tries when he's on the mic. I don't know if this is intentional or maybe me just looking way too much into it. He tries to be, a, and I hate this word, by the way, because um, none of us like it in the wrestling world, that word tweener. You know, he tries to be either a heel or he tries to be a face, and he does it all the time, right. going back and forth. And he does yeah. that on the mic when he's a when he's a uh, announcer. He's like going back and forth, and I don't like it at all. Um, the Shucky Ducky Quack Quack thing bothers me too, but again, I can kind of tune that out because uh, I like Vic. He's good on the on the announce booth. Right. Yeah. I like the um, the old school good guy bad guy dichotomy mm-hmm. of the announce booth. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I, I think I would have preferred for them to train up Byron Saxton because Byron and Corey Graves have a really good balance, I think. Yep. And I honestly, the first night that they did Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves, I missed Byron Saxton. I did too. Like I, I now associate Byron Saxton's voice with Raw. It's weird, but he's been around for so long that yes. Raw feels naked without Byron Saxon's voice. Um, and Kevin Patrick, I'm, you know, I'm sure he'll get there, but right now he's just kind of awkward. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, SmackDown, obviously the perfect, the perfect announce booth right now is Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. Yes. That is the perfect announce booth. So um, I'm going to say even though with, they, I'm going yeah. so to say that real quick. Um, and I'm going to say yeah. this with the deepest of sadness in my heart when I say this. But I can't wait for college football season to be over because I. Right. But I can't. I literally. I don't want college football season to be over. Um, right. Right. But you know, I, I can't wait for that to happen just for him to come back. But at the same time, I I need my college football. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I'm torn between right, a rock right. and a hard place there when I say that. But uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. In my opinion, though, they I think they did a great job of moving Wade Barrett into that position. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, in the meantime, I think Wade Barrett's one of their best booth guys that they have. And I'm hoping, beyond hope, getting back to the original subject, that when Pat McAfee comes back from college football, they move Wade Barrett back down to NXT and Booker T just goes away. I think that's, I think that's exactly that's what's going to happen. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, to be honest with you. Um, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. So let's go ahead and take a quick break for a second here. And I want to go ahead and talk about something I want to make sure everyone's aware of. So my my bet is that when I advertise this show to my followers, my 40,000 listeners of the Dark Side of Music podcast, not a lot of them are going to come over. Maybe some um, because, you know, it's it's a very heavy metal you know, mental health driven podcast. If you haven't listened to the dark side of music, please go and listen to it. Um, I've been on a four month hiatus. I'm going to come back here in a couple of days here in November um, with some great stuff going on. But um, dark side of music is very heavy metal, uh, rock, mental health driven. 
and sometimes that converts over to wrestling, sometimes it doesn't. And if it does, great. If not, we got I got a bunch of new people listening to my voice for the very first time. So my bet is a lot of your 50,000 from TikTok are going to be coming over to listen to this show. So I want to kind of, you know, so they know who you are. Um, and But if you are listening to my, you listen to Dark Side of Music for the very first time, you don't know who he is. We'll go into that in a second. But I want your people to know who I am. Therefore, they know sure. why I'm here. First off, absolutely. again, I run the Dark Side of Music podcast, 40,000 strong, um, almost 400 episodes. But prior to that, from 2002 to 2014, I was an indie wrestler uh, in the Southeast. Um, I was trained by Dory Funk Jr., which I mentioned earlier. Um, I've also, you know, done countless, you know, seminars with people like um, Jamie Noble, RVD, um, Edge, and a bunch of other people. But um, 2014, I broke my Great neck. Mind. Yeah. 2014, I broke my uh, neck in a car accident. Or 2013, I should say, I broke my neck in a car accident. Um, had a um, surgery on it. Now, luckily, it was just a small fracture and a, and a, um, a severely um, ruptured disc. So I was able to come back in like three months from it, thankfully. Um, but I wasn't the same after because I was paranoid that I was going to hurt myself. And I had my final match in June of 2014 um, in Orlando. And, um, you know, so I, I've been around the, and I've been a fan since the 80s. I mean, my very first right. WrestleMania that I ever watched was WrestleMania six, where um, Hulk Hogan versus... You know, Ultimate Warrior and probably one of the greatest uh, hour-long matches of, you know, even though it, was, it, couldn't, it involved Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior <laughs> made that match great. But um, that was a yeah. great match, um, and I've been a fan ever since. WrestleMania 10 is what made me want to become a wrestler. Um, watching Shawn Michaels and uh, Razor Ramon in that ladder match, oh, my God, just it still brings me chills. I watch it, like, once a year. Um, just still brings me chills. And for the last eight years that I've been out of the business, I have just been watching people that I used to work with on the indies come up, whether it be AEW, ROH, you know, uh, TNA, and obviously WWE NXT, you know, and um, I remember back in the mid-2000s, there used to be, I'm not sure if they still exist because I don't live in Florida anymore, but there used to be an indie uh, promotion in Orlando called SCW, Southern Championship Wrestling, and that's actually where Byron Saxon got his start. And I remember working with them, and I remember, you know, Byron being there. He used to work. I don't know if anyone knows that, but Byron actually, actually used to be a wrestler um, on the indies before he got called up to uh, WWE. Um, he was with FCW for a while, but uh, eventually NXT, and then he became an announcer. Not really sure of how that ended up happening, I, him stop working versus, you know, being an announcer, but that's what ended up better. But, I've, you know, I've had a run-ins with lots of these guys, and um, I've missed the business. Um I haven't really, you know, missed, you know, copying uh, TLC and falling 15 foot off of a top off of a ladder and going through two tables. But, um, yeah, we copied that bit and that was not fun, but I did it and it was <laughs> it hurt. But um, and, and now I've been wanting to do this show for a long time and I'm glad that, you know, you know, you answered the call and uh, I'm really looking forward to just talking wrestling. I can't do it anymore. But I'm so looking forward to just doing this on a daily basis or weekly basis. So there, there you go. Now, it's, now that's a little bit about me. There you go. You still there? 
Mr. Opinionist. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Ooh, that was close. Um, I don't know what happened. Um, I know, so I'm going to go back to the beginning of what I was saying. So I, um, ironically, around the time that you were getting out of the independent wrestling business, I was sort of not getting into it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want to mislead. I wasn't a wrestler, but what I was doing was in 2013, 2014, I joined up with some, some mutual buddies of mine on a Facebook page that we called mid South indie wrestling news. Um, and, uh, I was going to independent wrestling shows in the mid South in Tennessee, Missouri, Mississippi, pretty much every weekend for there for a couple of years. And we would just go and we'd report on the results on our Facebook page. We do, you know, exclusive interviews with the with the wrestlers in the back. Um, they would allow me ringside access, and I would um, record highlights of the show, and we'd post the highlights on our YouTube page and stuff. So I um, I got a, a rare glimpse kind of into the grind of independent wrestling. And listen, these guys that I that I was covering, these weren't guys that were on anybody's radar. Right, they were guys that were wrestling in in small uh, feds in high school gyms um, that had dreams of WWE stardom, but didn't have a WWE tryout in, in their immediate future. Correct. Right? Yeah. And so these guys were were going out, and it's one of my favorite phrases that I picked up while I was covering indie wrestling. They were going out and wrestling for a tanky gas and a corn dog, yeah. and then go, going home and nursing their wounds and, and just hoping that one of these days their opportunity would come. Right. Yeah. And that's what's so special about independent wrestling to me is that a lot of these guys that do it, they don't have anything to do it for other than the love, love of the industry. Yep. And so it, it's, it's really actually inspiring in a way to, um, see what, you know, I've seen guys, I, I saw a guy one time climb a 20 foot ladder into the rafters of the building, climb the rafters like they were monkey bars and then drop down on someone in a body splash on top of a stop sign. Um, and, and he probably did that for 25 bucks. And so, um, yep. the, the independent wrestling scene is while it's not something that I have the ability to necessarily follow right now, because again, I, I live in Joplin, Missouri. I, I work all week. I make my videos. I have a son that I'm raising. And so unfortunately I just, I'm not able to get out and watch independent wrestling. I, I, when there's a guy that comes up to AEW and they're an independent guy and everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's that guy. Very often. I'm like, wait, who? Um, uh, and to be honest with you, I'm the same way I've gotten yeah. out of it for a long time. Yeah. And, um, but my, my point is my respect and admiration for the people that put themselves through it every week has not changed at all. If you do that week over week, if you're listening right now, and you wrestle every weekend in a high school gym for a tank of gas and a corn dog. My hat is literally off to you um, because the lifestyle that you guys live is is not easy. And just know that I'm rooting for you, even if I've never seen you wrestle. I'm rooting for you, and I hope that your big break comes uh, very very soon. So yeah, and sometimes it's not even a tank of gas and a corn dog; it's just a corn dog. Right. Um, <laughs> been there. So <clears throat> that was one thing that I, I texted you. Um, you know, our text with him sporadic this week about what I wanted to talk about and how I wanted this direction of the show to go. But I definitely wanted it to be what we've been doing the last 40 minutes. Okay. You know, this banter back and forth. We're going to talk about the shows from the week. We're going to talk about our opinions. We're going to do all that stuff. But you just kind of hit the nail on the head on another thing that I wanted to focus on once we build up the audience and we actually get the, uh, the audience that I'm hoping for. 
is I want to focus on not the independent circuit so much. And because there's thousands of shows that happen every Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, you know, throughout the week. Right. I would like to highlight, you know, get the occasional indie worker as an interview on this show. For sure. Um, Because that's one of the things that I've loved about doing Dark Side of Music is I haven't focused on big label bands. Yes, I've had big label bands. Absolutely. Am I going to continue to have big label bands on Dark Side of Music? Absolutely. But I also do 75% of my show is these small independent bands that sometimes have to do pay to play at these big festivals or, you know, that they're lucky to scrounge up a couple hundred bucks between the few of them and go do a four or five day tour between four or five different cities over four or five days. Um, That's where my show kind of started. And I wanted to bring that over to this as well, because they don't get the attention that they deserve. There's a lot of these bands that I've talked to that are independent bands that have huge followings on Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, you know, YouTube Music and you know Amazon Music, all the different plays, but they don't have a, a um a record deal yet. And they're never probably never going to because record deals don't really exist anymore and they're few and far between and they don't make money. But they don't get the exposure they have because they don't have the, it's kind of like a it's a it's a rock and hard way hard place thing. Right. So I wanted to make sure I focused on them on that. And I want to do the same thing here. I would love to be able to, you know, talk to an independent wrestler here, you know, every other week or every week or whatever, and just say, you know, hey, here's another outlet for you to get your name out there. You know, even yeah. if you're, you know, only talking to the people, because you don't go outside of Missouri, you don't go outside of Texas, you don't go outside of Georgia or whatever, um, you know, at least some other people might hear, be able to hear your name for the very first time and take that extra effort and be like, oh, you know, that sound, guy sounds cool. Let me look him up on YouTube. Oh, he's got a couple of cool moves. Let me go support him at this local show that I've never been to before. Um, right. even, that, even if it you only make that local show go from 25 people to 50 people, that's still something cool. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it makes a big difference. I mean, I've yeah. wrestled in front of people as crowds as small as 10 people. Um, and I've wrestled in, you know, as far as like two or 3,000 people. And it makes a huge difference. Does, and to yeah. know that you were part of that in the very, very least – is important, and I definitely want to focus a portion of this show, not all of it, um, to the indie yeah. guys because they they fucking deserve it. They really yeah. do. Yeah, and, and it's funny that you that you correlate that back to um, the stuff that you do on dark side of music because, and we haven't we haven't even talked about this yet. I've mentioned it a couple of times, I think, on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos where I've mentioned it or whatever, but I was in a rock band for five years back in Arkansas before I moved here. Um, and eventually, uh, unfortunately the band kind of fell apart and which is still sad to this day, but you know, we worked so hard for so little. Um, you know, we, 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 we'd go and play a six hour gig at a, at a biker party for, you know, $300 to split between the four of us. Um, or we do these, like you said, pay to play, festivals or battle of the bands where you can't even play unless you sell so many tickets or, or whatever. Um, we, you know, we, we did all kinds of stuff to try and get our name out there. We shot our own, um, three month, um, uh, uh, documentary that showed the steps from us, like being offered a gig and then recorded ourselves at all the practices and then all the lead up to the show and stuff like that. And, 
we we practiced in a in a dingy garage with, without a a PA. I had to sing through an old guitar speaker because we did, we couldn't afford a, a PA at the time. So the the things that these that these local bands um, and, and musical artists go through um, is very similar to what um, a, a, an independent wrestler goes through. A lot of the times, you're playing for nothing more than the love of of what you're doing. That that f- ten seconds of applause when your match is over, when your show is over, and then that gets you through the rest of the week until you you can play again or until you can wrestle again. So yeah. um, I, while I don't have a, a lot of experience as an independent wrestler, I do have a lot of experience as an independent musician. Um, and so the fact that that the two things kind of correlate so well to each other, I think makes for a really interesting conversation to be had. So absolutely. And they do correlate so, 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 so much, you know, <clears throat> six guys or four guys or however many people in your band, you know, gathering up inside of a, uh, a, a an old van you know that breaks down three or four times in your way to your destination um the only difference between that and um wrestlers is that it's five or six guys in a van without a u-haul with a bunch of um you know equipment behind them in the u-haul yeah. you know what i'm saying i mean that's pretty much it there because when i used to go from orlando to tennessee it would be four or five of us in a you know crammed inside of a little Honda Civic sometimes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we would, you know, we would drive. So I remember this very, very vividly. We woke up one Saturday morning. It was six o'clock in the morning. We drove from Orlando to uh, Memphis. Okay, straight through. Yeah, we wrestled, <laughs> got back in the car, and drove back to Orlando. Never staying sleeping because we didn't have the, we didn't have the money. But what a we, life! We got each of us. We made twenty five bucks each. So between the four of us, five of us, excuse me, five of us, we made one hundred and twenty five bucks. You know what that one hundred twenty five dollars got us? Food and gas to get there and back. We profited <laughs> nothing, and I did that countless times. And that's yep. exact same way a band is. Um, again, the only difference is. They have that little tiny little U-Haul trailer behind them in their van yep. full of their equipment. And they do that all the time. Um, and it's important now more than ever um, because it's so between YouTube and, you know, Twitch and everything else that's going on out there. It's so saturated. If you don't know how to market yourself the proper way, you're never going to get noticed. And right. I want to just give another outlet for that to happen to the independent scene. Um, yep. I've done that with music. And again, my 40,000 listeners per day is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. And I don't I don't wear that with a badge of honor. I wear that proudly because I, I know it's right. good. But at the same right. time, I know it can get bigger. And I know that's not much in the grand scheme of things, especially when a lot of my stuff comes from overseas. And so they're getting listens from overseas, but they'll never be able to play for those people unless they make a big amount of money. Right. But I digress. But at the same time, giving these people an option outside of nothing is cool. Yeah. So, and, I'm and I know for sure, by the way, that I, I have several independent wrestlers um, that fought, and a lot of them have big followings, like uh, a guy like Mikey O'Shea, who's been um, he's been posting. He's so funny. He's just a funny guy, but he's a, he's an independent wrestler. I don't know if you follow him or not. Um, he's the guy that does. 
he'll <laughs> he'll he'll green screen another TikTok video that's like something really inappropriate, and then he'll green screen himself on going TikTok, a family app. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. But he's also been doing videos for the better part of a year trying to get Tony Khan's attention and put him on AEW Dark. And I've got guys like that, and he's got like 400,000 followers. But then I've also got just independent wrestlers who join TikTok to keep up with the news that have, you know, a couple thousand followers and post yeah. their workout videos. So they, they cover the spectrum, and I I definitely look forward to being able to see if we can give back to these guys a little bit because of what they do and what they put into their uh, their work. So Yeah, and, um, you know, I still have a lot of, uh, of indie guys that I talk to, and you know, all the time. So that there's there's definitely no shortage of that once it gets a little bit bigger and you know um, we can actually start promoting things, but um, you know for again for everyone that's you know coming here again I am I, I try to do the TikTok thing um, I you know I have like a thousand followers but I'm not consistent at all and I have no uh, what's the word I have no niche to what right. I do on TikTok I just. I just randomly post shit all the time, just randomly what I think is funny or when I just feel the need to gripe about something. So yeah. don't, I mean, if you want to follow me on TikTok, I'm Derek the Talker. But other than that, I, I, I don't follow me on uh, Instagram. And uh, that's where I do most of my stuff at the dark side of music. So, you know, follow me there because that's what I do all that crap at. But definitely check out the dark side of music podcast and where we talk about a little bit more about that. But um. So let's see here. We got more. We got 10 minutes left um, in our in our hour-long show here. So in the next week, what do we got going on? We've got between now and we got Crown Jewel. I mean, Crown, Crown Jewel is, is the biggest thing coming up yep. in the next week. And obviously, Crown Jewel comes with its own conversation about how those, how those shows happen. And I, I do wonder, this isn't really something we can really discuss because we're just, we'd be speculating, but... I do wonder what Triple H feels about these shows. Like, if he's doing them because he sees more of a benefit to them, or if he's just doing it because, well, Vince signed this 10-year contract that we're only halfway through, so I, I got to keep why. doing it. I think that's why. Um, so, the, the Saudi... But listen, the, the thing that I do am looking forward to about this particular Saudi show, because you have to find the silver lining in them, is... It's not a card built up of part-timers like they usually are. This is a card that is that that feature legitimate payoffs, including the at just recently announced this week, I think, um, the continued kind of progression of wrestling in these Middle Eastern countries because Bianca and Bailey are having a match for the women's championship yeah. in Saudi Arabia. Um, I think that's the most important of it all. Yeah. Even though they they go out there and they have to wear these turtlenecks or whatever, like progress is progress, right? Exactly. Um, and then you know, Logan Paul is is going to go out there and they're going to make it look really really close. They're going to make it look like oh my god, Logan Paul could actually do this, but he's not. Logan Paul is not going to yeah. be the Universal Champion. But you know, one thing uh, that you can guarantee is that the Usos will not be involved. Uh that's true. That's true. <laughs> they can't um, leave the fucking country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's made that joke yet. You know, we, we, I, I I know it's a sensitive subject. I know right, it is. Right. But I would love for God, who be Drew McIntyre would have been perfect because I could see him making that joke. Yeah. Um, 
who else could I see making that joke? I could see a couple people making that joke about how, well, it's a good thing Jay, you know, won't be there. Kevin <laughs> Owens would be a prime oh, candidate Kevin for that. Owens yeah. would be the perfect candidate for that joke. And yeah. he would have to be like, I'm sorry <laughs> beforehand. And then I'm sorry <laughs> afterwards. I yeah. know you have, you know, alcohol issue. and I'm sorry to make fun of it, but I got to, you know, right. and uh, it's, it's, that that's that blurred the lines of you know wrestling and reality, but that right. they, gotta, they're doing more and more nowadays. They are AJ Styles just meant just had a uh, uh, oh what's his what the hell is his name? No, uh, James Ellsworth reference. Oh my god! <laughs> and James Ellsworth has been like accused of like sexual misconduct from they his fans. They have, and they still made that joke. I was yeah. like, whoa. Well, <laughs> and, and Gallows immediately said, "Yeah, Jimmy No or Jimmy Nochin." Yeah, Jimmy Nochin. <laughs> like, oh, that's fucking great. But, you know, um, what I'm looking forward to the most at Crown Jewel next Saturday, and we'll talk more about this, you know, on Saturday when we lead up to it, um, right. is the real payoff. Because I've been waiting since January for this to really happen, and that is Brock versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. that match got screwed big time by Vince Vision, and yeah. I want to see what Triple H Vision is for this. Although I will say I was there live at the Royal Rumble for that match and they, they got me like it. I was, it was legitimately a, a surprise to me um, at that time. I, I thought that, that Brock was going to retain and then possibly, uh, or that Bobby Brock was going to retain and then possibly lose it um, in the chamber down the road. I didn't think he was going to lose it right then. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so what else we got going on with that? We got a, uh, Drew versus Cross, which you know, sadly, as much as I love both guys, I think it, I think it, it may have used all of its gas at this point. Uh, I'm hoping this is it. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think this is a a long term feud. I think this needs to be it. And honestly, I think Cross needs to win. Cross does need to um, win. Even after, even though he won at Extreme Rules, he needs right. to win. I think I think he needs to win because I think Drew is still in a position, even though he hasn't been booked as strong as he was two years ago, I think Drew is still in a position where he can lose this and not suffer from it. Yeah. You know, I if, if Drew loses this match and then immediately comes out on SmackDown and wins a number one contendership match, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised, is what I'm saying, right? So I, I think Cross definitely needs this. I th You know, I think what else we need is a... Um, we need Bray and or Uncle Howdy to do something in Saudi Arabia too. Yeah, um, I agree. Because last night I think the crowd is going to be anticipating it. Yeah, that that took me for a loop last night. I was real. I am really enjoying what Bray is doing right now. Me too. And w w we could talk about it for hours, so I won't. I won't get into no. Details, we won't. But I, you know, again, I love just, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, this is just the pilot on things that we you know just kind of again filling each other out, right, right. And see what happens. But um. I love what Bray Wyatt's doing. I loved SmackDown this week. Um, we did not talk about AEW this week, so but again, that's fine um, because I'm kind of. That's mad. probably good. It's let, let's let's ease into this because <sighs> yeah. typically when I start talking about AEW is when the pitchforks start coming out. So uh, you know what? And to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to be too far behind you on that. <laughs> so you and I will be standing there, you know, guarding our nards for the for the life of us <laughs> with people coming after us with fucking pitchforks over our. our disdain right. or you know kind of disdain or whatever you want to call it for aew yeah which... no it, it's it, again all all i'll say for this episode 
I love AEW. I really, really, really do. But I think that Saudi Arabia put to the side because that's a completely different hill of beans. I think that when AEW is at its worst, it is worse than when WWE is at its worst. Again, oh Saudi Arabia put to the side. Again, that maybe we'll talk about that more in the future. But for now, yeah. that it's probably good that we're not getting an AEW first thing. Because... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because. Yeah, because like I told you before, before we started recording, like, why why is Penta getting the AEW World Championship? Because everyone just gets a random AEW title shot, Derek. Didn't you know that? Apparently, it's, 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 it's the Wild Wild West in yep, AEW. Yep. It's Wild Wild West <laughs> over there, and there's no rules anymore. Even though they they're supposed to still be doing the, uh, you know, the wins and loss thing, but you know, it, it, whatever, uh, you know. Yeah. How long did that last? Uh, again, okay, we need to stop. We need to I'm, stop. Yeah, we need to stop. <laughs> um, we got four minutes left. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but um, no, we we saw the week, you know, a really good week of you know wrestling before Saudi Arabia. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see how it all goes down. Um, you know, this is going to be what his third pay per view or PLE, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, that uh he's been in charge of, and you know, SummerSlam was hard to book, you know, his way because he only had two days. Right. Um. Extreme Rules was fantastic, and um, I'm curious to see what happens in Saudi Arabia next week. Um, yeah, but I think at, at the same time, I think he's going to use these shows to kind of showcase fun. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be using it. He might use it, obviously, like you know, Cross and um, McIntyre and a couple others. You know, are going to be used to maybe blow off as far as feuds go. But outside of that, I don't think he's going to use it too much for feuds. I think he's going to be using it just for fun. And right, so because... if we're going to bring in a part-timer every once in a while to face Roman Reigns or to face the champion, let's make it fun. And I think Logan right. Paul is fun to watch because it's yeah. so unexpected. Yeah. And this crown jewel at least feels a lot less like a glorified house show. Because, again, the matches that they're having are, are payoffs to stories that are happening on television yeah, you know a, a, a good a good example of something that is not good is a couple years ago when they did owens and elias versus bobby lashley and john cena like what like now you're just playing wwe 2k20 like yeah. stop it um or randomly for some stupid reason let's go ahead and kill the entire fiend gimmick and have him lose to goldberg yeah uh it's glorified house show meant to pop the saudi arabian people i've done a video on this um, you can't really complain too much about how these Saudi shows are booked because they're not for us. They're for the Saudi Arabian people. They are. It's they're they're not making this show for the Americans, right? Correct. We get it every single week. This this is for the Saudi Arabian people. So you can't be too upset over how they book it, but at the same time, you still want the the peacock to draw buys as you know, you don't really do buys anymore, but basically I still call it a buy. If you're tuning in to Peacock to watch the show, that's a buy. Yeah. Um, you still want Peacock to draw by. So it's a delicate balance of popping the Saudi Arabian crowd, but then still giving the week to week North American audience a reason to tune in. And I think this, this crown jewels probably done a better job of that than any of the past four or five crown jewels. So yeah, I agree. And then on top of that, here's my biggest thing to the American people, just Americans, the 50 United States. Right. Ten years ago, you would have had to pay 50, 60 bucks, like you still have to do for AEW or for UFC, to watch a goddamn pay-per-view. 
WWE has gone out of their way and figured out a model that works to where you pay $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month without commercials for Peacock in order to be able to watch every PLE and every um, show 24 hours later. No other TV product is doing that for you for that Not little amount of money. Every match that's ever been recorded in a exactly. WWE ring, <laughs> and, and on top of that, Progress Wrestling and other things like that. WCW, ECW, it's it's Peacock doesn't work as well as the WWE Network did. I'll say that Peacock has its its moments as but far as the shows on on Peacock right, too. Right, right, and yeah. but then you have the entire the Office library and and all that stuff. But the the fact that we are all this time later, oh, you know, eight years after the WWE Network debuted. And they haven't ramped up the price on us, and we're still getting all this content for ten dollars a month. Yep, it, it's frankly astonishing. So, kudos to WWE for keeping the price where it's been so far. Fingers crossed. Kudos to Peacock because they paid, yeah. or excuse me, NBC Comcast. Excuse me, because they're the ones who paid billions for right. this contract. So, you know, it. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, but let's enjoy it. And it's gonna. It things are gonna get better. It's still only four months. Three months after, you know, Triple H took over. Let's let's just see what happens, guys. It's gonna get better. Yeah. Things are gonna get good. And again, like you said, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Even on WWE's worst day, it's better than AEW's worst day. Mm-hmm. But yep, that's a conversation for another day. But guys, that wraps up this first ever edition of Super Kick Party. With, party! with Derek and the infamous opinionist Jade over there. Um, guys, we're going to be doing this once a week if everything works out. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. It kind of was all over the place today just because, again, it was whatever happens, happens. But yeah. um, we And that's partly my fault. Just <laughs> production note. Partly my fault that it was just kind of thrown. Not really my fault, but it was my doing. But at the I'll same time, that. I kind of liked it like that. Yeah, yeah, it was good to yeah. just be loose with it. And, Correct. Yeah, and I yeah. kind of like not following a format. That's, but that's right. just me because I don't follow a format on Dark Side of Music either. Right. Um, so we'll see how this kind of goes. We'll, him and I will talk it out, and we'll see you know how we're going to do going forward. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we will definitely be back again at least one more time. Hopefully more, but we'll see. But um, thank you so much for being here for Super Kick Party. But we will see you guys next week, and uh, we'll talk uh, Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel. Yep. But until then, see y'all later. Peace. Peace.